Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how forgiveness isn't an option for Christians. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today I want to talk about forgiveness and the role it plays in our Christian life. And forgiveness can be difficult. People will do things, they'll say things, they'll act in ways in our daily life that are going to offend us. They'll irritate us. And at times, they'll go even farther. They'll cut us to the core. They'll abuse us. They'll kick us when we're down. They'll imprison us and mutilate us and kill us. Every fiber of our mortal mind will beg us to strike back. The world will whisper in our ear to take revenge or to at least run away. Don't let yourself endure this torture any longer, they'll say. That's not Christ's answer, though. The Bible teaches time and again that Christ demands something extraordinary from us. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 17, Don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When a therapist asks a lady, uh, have you heaped coals of fire? on your enemy, thinking she would remember Romans chapter 12, 20, and how we need to forgive our enemies when they hurt us and give the thirsty something to drink and the hungry something to eat. She replied, no, I haven't heaped any coals, but I have tried scalding water. (laughs) And while that might make us feel better, we might uh, spike our vengeance a little bit, I don't think that's what Paul meant. There is a coming judgment. God's wrath will rain down on those who abuse us and never repent. That's not for us to worry about. Our job is to be good, to do good, to overcome evil with good. And this isn't just for those who irritate us, that we live peaceably with all men. What's the example that Paul immediately turns to in Romans chapter 13? Remember, there's no chapter divisions here in the original text. He's talking about forgiveness, and then he turns to government, a tyrannical government that beat and mocked and killed Christians for sport. Despite our circumstances, no matter How tragic. Forgiveness is not an option for Christians. It is an absolute command. There's no wiggle room. When we are hurt, we don't wait for recourse. We forgive. When we are offended, we don't wait for an apology. We forgive. When we are nailed to a cross, we don't wait for a legion of angels to bring war down on the people of the earth. We forgive. Forgiveness is not an option. It is a command. We are forgiven to forgive, according to Ephesians 4.32. And if we refuse to show mercy to others, God will have no mercy for us. This is a matter of salvation. This is the core of the Bible. Love to be loved. Show mercy to be shown mercy. And forgive to be forgiven. The Bible tells us that we must first be forgivers to be like God. 1 Peter 1.15 says, But just as he who called you is holy... So be holy in all you do, for it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. There is nothing greater that we can do than to be like God and to be like his son. And both are forgivers. 
Second, the Bible tells us that we must be forgivers to please God. You know, God commanded us to forgive others over and over. And so if we refuse to forgive, if we reject him and his mercy, we are disobedient. And the disobedient are objects of wrath. This is a life or death matter. If we refuse to forgive, if we hold a grudge, we might as well skip out on everything else the Bible says. Skip out on baptism or murder someone or commit adultery. Unforgiveness is not a petty sin. It's not something that can be overlooked. It is the very foundation of our faith. And we simply cannot please God without it. Third, the Bible tells us that we must be forgivers to be forgiven by God. You know, Jesus didn't beat around the bush here in Matthew 6, 14. It says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. If you have nothing to be forgiven for, you're off the hook here. You can turn off the episode. If you're perfect, then go ahead. There's no need to forgive others, but you're not. No one has been except Christ. And that's what makes this so extraordinary. Jesus was sinless. He was perfect. And yet he still chose to forgive. And he expects the same from us. A heart closed to forgiveness is closed to receive it too. The Bible is built on forgiveness. That's the story throughout. Joseph forgave his brothers in Genesis 45. Moses forgave Miriam and Aaron in Numbers 12. David forgave Saul in 1 Samuel 24. The father forgave the returning son in Luke 15. Jesus told the parable of the servant who owed a king 10,000 talents, a tremendous sum, $10 million maybe in Matthew 18. And Josephus, a first century historian, it recorded that at the time, all of Palestine's annual taxes were only 800 talents. You know, one man would never be able to pay this debt. The king commanded that he and his wife then be sold to pay uh, some of this debt back. And the servant begged the king saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And the king, he was moved by this. He saw that the man was trying and he had compassion. He forgave him the entire debt, even though on his own, the man would never be able to pay it back. Then, and the parable illustrates just how absurd this is, the same servant went and he found a fellow servant who owed him a, a far smaller debt. And the servant pled, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Sound familiar? But this time, the man refused to show mercy. He had the man put in prison until he could pay the debt. And the king said to the servant who had been forgiven this huge debt, you wicked servant, I forgave you all of your debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And the king was so angry that he delivered him to be tortured. Jesus concluded the parable saying, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. To be forgiven by God, we must forgive. It's plain throughout scripture. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus spells it out plainly again, although people have tried to wiggle out of it ever since. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 38, you've heard that it said eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them also the other cheek. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children 
of your Father in heaven. He causes his sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. To be like God, to be made perfect through the blood of the Son, we must endure and we must forgive. Forgiveness is not an option for Christians. It is a requirement. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.